0: perspective on business podcast i'm emily and i'm laura we are sisters and business partners as we also run a recruitment business with a twist together wonderful so Lars, what can you expect from our show so much stuff em advice tips and wisdom on business and recruitment with some life hacks thrown in for good measure and a lot of laughs oh yeah we hope you enjoy it Hello! Welcome back to A Fresh Perspective on Business podcast. I'm Laura Layland, back with my sister and partner in crime, Emily Layland. Oh, hello!
1: I feel like I've just grown a couple of inches. I, was, I adjusted the mic well before... Oh, my foot was underneath my bum. I had grown a couple of inches. Yeah. Now I can slide down in front of the mic. <laughs> hello, everyone! Oh, how weird is this, doing it? We're, we're in a different place. Our mm. mise-en-scene is entirely
0: different today. Where are we? We are in our own office. We're in the fresh office. Which is currently a makeshift podcast studio. So if the sound is a little bit different it's because we're not actually in a proper studio. We're hoping that things like the cushions in the couch will absorb some sound so it won't be too echoey. But if it is, we apologise. Yeah, we're not in a cave.
1: We're. Um, I think Jake at Creative Individuals has, has he gone on holiday.
0: Yeah, and he forgot to tell us that it was going on holiday and so he had to quickly create a Makeshift Pod Studio um two days ago. Yeah,
1: right. very good. <laughs> very good. And we don't really know how to get the this to your ears, but if you were listening,
0: then we've managed it. Way. Very, very good. Uh, I just want to start and say thanks to Gav Riggs. So he was the gentleman that notified me of the sound issue a couple of episodes ago. Some problem technically with SoundCloud, blah what blah blah. What was the sound issue? There was something wrong with the RSS feed, which I don't know what oh, that means. Oh, yeah, that feed, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But we fixed it,
1: hopefully. Very good. Excellent. We must fix the RSS feed. Oh, my God, it's so important. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this isn't us taking the piss out of you, Gav. This is... I just don't know what that is.
0: I think and it's and some, I... Do you know what I don't need to know? I learned that apparently... SoundCloud is the one that distributes the feed onto Spotify and Apple. SoundCloud's like the bigger the bigger, the bigger one. Yes, something like that. Anyway, that's how I understood it in um, Laura language. Yeah, okay. I just
1: messaging our PA, the lovely Ashley, to come and get Lenny because Lenny promised us that he could come into the podcast studio this morning and not meep and. They're the first signs of meeping. Can you hear them? You probably won't be able to hear them just yet, dear listener. But we can, and we know that they escalate.
0: Yeah, if he doesn't get let out, he'll he'll start barking. Yes. Um, So, Emily, what is the title of this podcast? The title of this podcast is Wannabe. Wannabe
1: if you want to be our clients you gotta get with our
0: team make it last forever recruitment never ends wow oh my goodness i I gotta take these off because i feel like we're deafening me yeah are they take them off
1: laura's got headphones on today
0: honestly i feel like your body language is like you've got a turtle on your head (laughs) when you've got them on do you feel like it's really loud in your ears yeah, yeah, but it's the first time you've had them on. So do you I want guess to put them it's... on and just check that I've done everything Yeah, right? definitely.
1: I'll put the headphones on. Do you want to let Lenny out? Yeah, gone. <laughs> yes. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. That's it. Lenny is exiting the room, and that's through the glass
0: doors. Lenny has left the building. Thank God. <laughs> right, well, We probably need to sing again, because that's when I felt deafened. Okay. I'll sing again. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. If you want to be our client, you got to get with our team. Make it last forever, recruitment never ends.
1: Very good. I mean, it is a bit deafening, but you
0: know. Well, they can always turn us down. It's better than having to turn us up, because Jess Brindle said that she struggled to listen to it a couple of episodes ago because she listens in the shower and uh, she couldn't hear it over the water. Oh, my God, I listen to things in the shower and it's surprising
1: how different platforms have different sound like or oh, especially if you've got your phone wet that doesn't help. Um no, but I do help. try and listen to books <laughs> in the shower and stuff and yeah sometimes if if the volume's down you're screwed. You should be able to hear things in the shower. Jess I I understand. Good, I'm glad you understand. Yeah I this like listening great. to things in the shower. Do you know I hate listening to books when I'm doing nothing oh me weird. too
0: like on holiday I can't lie on a
1: sun and listen to a book but I'll read a book yeah I can't put headphones in I mean on the plane I mean I have a child now that's never gonna happen but I can't no. do it and I only realised this last night because like, I take my phone everywhere and um, I think Tom thinks I'm having an affair because <laughs> um, I mean literally I'll, I sneak back in as do well you put I it away when he walks in
0: the room though
1: <laughs> I don't it's not never turned face <laughs> down and also he goes in it whenever because we're, we're always trying to grab stuff out of it for whatever reason lists and shit but yeah and I am I'll just come back in and grab it because, like, even if I'm brushing my teeth or anything, I feel like I've got escapism because I'll think about work otherwise.
0: Yeah, I'm like that. I cannot listen to Audible or a podcast static. I have to be either in the gym, running, walking, or cooking and messing around in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But I'll read a book sat down doing It's because we're fidgets
1: and reading a book really forces you to do nothing but be present. So maybe we need to read more books.
0: So Emily, how are the levels sounding? Yeah, I think it sounds God, we're great. we're so technical today. And levels and feeds and... RSSSS, yes. So Laura is all about the treble and I'm all about the bass. No treble. It's all about the bass baby so together we we would be very harmonious when we're singing yeah we
1: complement yeah we complement each other really well but ultimately they they do move the, the sound travels differently doesn't it yeah like i always said that alan has got it doesn't sound like he's got a deep voice, but honestly you can hear him down roads. His voice goes, Whoa. It reminds me of the BFG. And I think if the BFG was like, like Alan sized. I don't know, but it's like, you know, like cause his voice is like echoey and it travels around corners. I've never known. Never known a voice like that. Alan would need a microphone. And he's not loud. It just travels. How strange.
0: I want a travelling voice.
1: Yeah, you don't, babe, because you've not know, got the bass. I think the bass is what travels. I, I don't know. I want
0: a travelling voice. I
1: mean, that, that's lovely. That's so hard. <coughs> <laughs> okay. So, it's hundred episode 155. I don't think we've said that. <laughs> you've not. And it's called Wannabe. It's called Wannabe. It was formerly known as Wanna
0: Hire Us. And then inspired us to sing Wannabe. Yeah. You lucky, lucky devils, yeah. you Emily. Changed, so man? yes, darling. what is today's episode about?
1: Today's episode is about hiring us to be your recruitment director. Sylvain. <laughs> so and you can you can You're spread so us really thin. You're so vain. You probably think think this song is about (laughs) you, don't you? (laughs) Well, it is. It's about us. (laughs) (laughs) So if you don't want to
0: listen, then, well, why wouldn't you want to listen? Because we have got some very, very hot and interesting information. That would usually cost you a lot of money. And so there isn't.
1: We're going to t- obviously talk more after we've, we've warmed up, warmed our vocal cords up. But ultimately, recruitment directorship is m- underrepresented in many a businesses. It it? its overlooked. It's overlooked and an undervalued. undervalued <laughs> and undervalued. Yes, it's like hurdles. Um, but yeah, and so we can be that for you in the shape of uh, lots of different ways. It doesn't mean you have to hire us on 80 grand a year or anything like that, which you could pay for a decent recruitment director.
0: Well, that's the benefit, isn't it? You get an 80 grand a year recruitment director for as low as £550 a month. Bloody hell. But you only get us for one day. That's the bronze package. Yes. But still, you know, they can start there and be like, oh, my God, this is so good that we need you for more time. Yeah. And I want to be first place. So therefore, I want the big package because we
1: all want to go for gold, don't we? Yes. Bronze is a nice colour. Don't make you feel as good as gold. I can't see Laura because I've got this blooming light in front of me. She's just got a black stick in front of her face.
0: <laughs> no, I can't it's not move. that big, not that tall. I can't move the stick, sorry. I can move to one side. Yeah, that'd be nice. I like
1: seeing you with that big black
0: <laughs> um, thing in your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just... these days, babes. <laughs> and it's not that kind of show.
1: <laughs> it's not that I'm hot.
0: I've turned the aircon up. <laughs> it, it was up. on
1: twenty four degrees. Turn it up, God, and my mind has gone very far away now. Um, can we speak some Spanish. Yes, <laughs> I think we should. Yeah, and you doing what are you doing on your table? Are you puckering something? It sounds wow. like you're going. Brrt. No. Like this. Oh. We doing that?
0: I don't know. My <laughs> hands
1: hand My hands are sweating. so hot. <laughs> I can hear it on the speakers. It's like. A, cousin I think I think we're gonna hear more little sounds in here because we've not got the absorbing thing, oh, I've just hit my headphones, that like maybe,
0: maybe we should have brought some oh, egg boxes I'm very, in. very, clammy now. Anyway, what
1: is, <laughs> the, the time, what is the number of this week's episode in Spanish, Laura, please? I know. will
0: tell you now. <laughs> Episodio numero ciento cincuenta y cinco. Oh, very good. So, oh, super t- Spanish.
1: Mm. Yeah, lots of fizz, yeah. yeah. Muchas
0: gracias, Carmen Luna. Yes. <laughs> Marisol. See, <laughs> see, si, si, Marisol. See, si, see. Si. So what have you been doing? Oh, what have we been doing? Well, I um I went to Ascot. You did go to Ascot in a very booby outfit, didn't you? Yeah. Well, you got your chebs out. I did get the chebs out. I was hoping for some um, free tips of people. Did you get some free tips? No. Just free tips. <laughs> Just free tips. <laughs> Tits for tips.
1: For <laughs> God's sake. Oh, but it
0: was so good. It's so fancy. Like, not, because, not everyone that goes is super fancy, but the place is beautiful. Is it? Because the, the queen used to go, now the king goes. And do
1: you feel, like, a little bit more special when you there? Yeah, because we were in a, a box. Cartmel,
0: for example. Yeah, because at <laughs> Cartmel, we're having a picnic on the grass.
1: Yeah. Which you can do at Ascot. And they're still charging us 240 quid to do that. Can't are charging us that much money to use one picnic bench. And
0: honestly, and we're, we're missing
1: a trick. We're missing a trick in life. <laughs> we need a field,
0: some horses, and, and picnic some benches. benches. Right. right. Yeah. D- yeah. right. I'll fans. write this down. Yeah, and then we can got okay. a an holiday. Then we're sorted. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and it was really... You can have a picnic on the grass. Uh, but Pete's friend invited us because he got a box. And we're like, yes... Do you want any money for it? And he's like, no, just come and be in the box like, with some other friends. I'm like, yeah, definitely. Just
1: grace me with your presence. And
0: Pete was like, Pete's my boyfriend, uh, for those that don't know. If you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, and he's like, how have you got a box at Ascot? Because they're not cheap. And he, he went to a charity auction, got drunk, and left £5,000 poorer and with a box at Ascot. Yeah, but how
1: did he how did he pay for it? it Working you just five fang, fang He gone? has got quite
0: a lot of money. Oh, so he is he is rich. He's but not he's rich. Not Ascot rich. He's not rich, but he's 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 a, he's a project manager. He earns a wedge, and he's very generous. So at the wedding where I met him at, in December, he just put his card behind the bar for like two hours. He's rich, babe. Come on. And he won three grand at Ascot. Did he? I won, but I only I only won eighty pounds. Yeah, but what did you put down? Uh, five.
1: Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's so scary. When you've not got a lot of money, though, me and Laura don't have a lot of money. Like, we're business owners. We're poor business That's owners. That's why you need to hire us as a recruitment director. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really spreading ourselves thin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, no, it was really good, except for the fact that partway through the afternoon, I had a out- wardrobe malfunction, and I couldn't zip my jumpsuit up fully, but I also couldn't zip it down. So, luckily, we were camping in the camper van. Women we were so fancy as Ascot. Then sleeping in a camper van in the car park... Um, but we didn't. Have, there was no availability for hotels cause it last minute, um, so I had to go. But luckily, I had a second dress, which doesn't usually happen.
1: Oh, because are you going Because it's a jump, a place, a jumpsuit as well. Like it's not. You can't go for a wee or anything in no, that situation. I had, so I
0: had to go, um, and I had to rip it to get
1: it off. Oh
0: my like god! Like Carrie Bradshaw and and is Sex not, in Sex and the This City. is an
1: expensive outfit as well, isn't it? Oh, Yeah, it? it was a few hundred pounds. A few hundred pounds, and the zips broke. Honestly, you need so, to be ring. I managed
0: up. to rip it just down the zip. So I have took it in to get a new zip on. So but if that doesn't look good, I, I'm gonna to f- i I've got my receipt. I'm gonna take it back and say, Oi, I've had this I have had it a year but I've only worn it twice.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't matter, does it?
0: It's still not fit for purpose. If I'd bought it from Primark, fine. Expected that it won't last. Yeah. But you not didn't. from Selfridges, no. No,
1: definitely not. You are gonna get one of those yellow bags for spent, well, maybe if you just spend five pen there, but it's not, it's, it's what, a What lot would you lot
0: buy for five in Selfridges? A bottle of water? No, probably food. Food, okay. Yeah, it would be chocolate, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, but no, it was amazing. We should go definitely. Yeah, okay. What have you been up to?
1: Uh, not that much. Um, <laughs> I am no longer, especially with the rain as well. Like, if you're not organised when it comes to baby stuff, which is so annoying, and I do think this is post-Covid, like if you don't, organise yourself as a as a parent it's really annoying that you just can't turn up to anything you can't go swimming you can't do any indoor shit and if the weather's bad you're forced to go on a wet walk which we did and we got so or sit in and your that, house and sit in your house and sit in your house when you're tired, trying to entertain, a one-year-old is really hard. She just makes a mess. She does make a mess. And that and, and that's fine, but it's just, then you tidy it, and then she does it again, and then you tidy it, and then she does it again. It's just like Grand Dog Day, and I'm like, oh, my hell.
0: I, yes, there's no spontaneity. No. You can't. Which you I can't think be. you kind of need with kids. Yeah. You can't. It's, it's just,
1: because yeah, I was like, oh, we'll go to a soft plate. No, we won't, because there's no spaces anywhere. It's just really annoying. I would never have thought
0: that you'd have to... Book an appointment to go to Soft Play. It's just yeah. a place that people go, like um Nando's. <laughs> well, you know Smithle- <laughs> Smithles
1: Smithell's Farm in Bolton. I l- absolutely love it there, but you can't just turn up and pay. They would literally turn you away. What? It's a farm. Y- you literally can't do that. So you have to go. You have to know to go online first. Otherwise, how do you
0: know this? Well, you, that's you have the to go thing. once and be turned
1: away. Yeah, like oh. like um a friend went to that tiny rockers in in Bookshop and she just turned up. Um, well actually she did try and book to be fair but they turned her away they said she could come and then when she got there, they said oh you can't come you've not booked online it's, it's nuts and I think because they know they're always going to make money they can just be dicks oh, about it this is it. very
0: sad I know I know
1: but you know it's just one of those things but it's just annoying when your plans get changed because we're going to go to Preston Live and we didn't and so then I'm like right I've got a gap mm. so what do I do in this situation but you know it's alright other positives in my life are Lenny has a bedroom now Wow, have you just added that onto your house? No, we have a very small house, but after two months of trying to get Tom to move the tumble dryer, he did it, and now Lenny has um, space away from Billy under the stairs, and he is honestly his loving life.
0: Is he? Yeah. And how's Billy taking it? Is she trying to get in his bedroom?
1: She doesn't get in the cage. Like, the cage is open all the time. That's just somewhere that it was she would struggle to get in so we can stop when her from... she gets from... in the pug cage. Yeah. She hasn't got in Lenny... Oh, right. Okay. So she, she gets in the pug to in. cage and shuts the door and goes, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not done that in Lenny. Whether Lenny's the pugs cage. are in it or not. Yeah. But they like her. Sadly, my dog doesn't like my child, and she adores him. Oh,
0: this is heartbreaking. Oh, it's so
1: sad. And she, he's just, Where yeah. We need tissues. We need tissues. I know. <laughs> it's just, I just don't understand it. And he only likes her when she's got food. And I'm like, Lenny. And he's a wonderful dog. But yeah, he's just a dick, a dick to her. He just
0: doesn't appreciate her because she stole his mummy. Yeah, mm. and being pregnant, he resent again.
1: Uh, he's just gonna have a dreadful time. when he's literally gonna move out. I was just
0: gonna say, I think he's gonna
1: pack his bags. Yeah, and probably go to, me, to our mums, my mums, to mums. But yeah, but those, those are positive things. So you know, we, okay, we still well, have good. some positives yeah. at the moment, and there's lots going on at Fresh at the moment. We've got Sports Day booked. Woo! Which is meant when is Sports Day, Laura? And testing it
0: the 30th of August. It's close. Oh. 31st of August. Oh, so close. It's the last day of August. And where is it? Is it, I can't say this word, Ozzle Twistle? Ozzle Twistle Mills. -mills. Is it one mill or plural? Plural. Mills. Mills. It's a big manufacturing plant. Acquinton?
1: Ozzle Twistle. Oh,
0: which is next to Acquinton.
1: Is it? Yeah, or in it. Right. I yeah. think I wouldn't That's know. where I went for b i have put Oswald Twistle in the sat-nav and that's where I've gone. Oswald Twistle. Oswald Twistle Mills. Perfect. Sounds yes. like a place out of Lord of the Rings. Yes. It didn't, doesn't feel like that when you're there. There's a lot of stone um, and that's nice. And the Mills place itself is wonderful. It's a big like, retail place but they've got a field on the back and the MD, a man called Nick Pittman has kindly Holla. lent us the space to do the sports day on the field at the back. It's all for charity. We're charging £15 a ticket wow what a bargain what a bargain to come and network with lots of different people so if you want to put a team in you don't have to put a team in but it it would be good if you because then you would represent your business or whatever as a team but you can absolutely come alone
0: and you will get allocated a team Right, they're not going to just be a lone person doing all of the events. No, themselves. definitely not.
1: We'll stick them into teams, and then obviously we, we can try and mingle the teams as well. But you still feel like you don't have to just go and and ha- and and speak to strangers because I know I would absolutely hate that. But yeah, and we're doing it on behalf of Lanks Hospice. Yes. Sorry to really
0: it's all right. So just really search the depths hey, of my it's brain absolutely there. Fine. Yeah. And it'll be. <clears throat> don't worry, it's not like hundred meter sprint, um, marathons. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, It's Egg and Spoon, Three Legged Race, Sack Race. Can't think of any others. But I need a whistle. And we've got a whistle. I'll probably need a better one.
1: Just because I won't be able to do a lot of this stuff now. <laughs>
0: oh, this is rubbish. I'll have to just be the person that's badly. Like like wh- 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 yes, the adjudicator. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Should we get into it. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of other things, but we'll just have to wait till next week. I don't know what week.
1: time it is. I've just took the headphones
0: off. Yeah, really coming up my for ears. 19 minutes. <gasps> 19 minutes. Yeah. Not. Yeah. What? I know. No. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what is a recruitment director, Emily Leyland? A recruitment
1: director is something that you probably don't know about because of what we said before. (laughs) Like unicorns. Like unicorns, yeah. So you would only really see sort of, you know, like internal recruiters, recruitment managers, those kind of things in the sort of larger businesses who have prioritised recruitment and and some of what it entails and have put a team in place to be able to support that. But a lot of the time, this is what me and Laura did before we started Fresh. And a lot of the time, they will just (laughs) fill the vacancies. They won't necessarily look at how the business is currently operating, what retention is like, how you interview, how you on board, all that kind of stuff. So they won't be necessarily looking at the proactive stuff, it will be reactive. Some will, but the majority won't. And so us as recruitment directors, we want to do what we do at Fresh, which is all the good stuff that makes our business successful and makes recruitment much easier. We don't struggle to recruit here; it doesn't matter what it's for, and we ultimately want to be able to help our clients in the same way by parachuting in without. Laura k- understood my hand
0: signal, although it, it looks was like, very it could, spidery. Or it could be water balloon. Pssh, yeah. or fire but you're upside down fire yeah yeah but no we parachute in with our capes to help yes and it's within a proactive more strategic forward planning way there's like I don't think you said this, but there's HR directors, yeah. finance directors, sales directors, yeah, ops yeah, directors, yeah. IT directors, but I would say 2% of businesses probably have a recruitment director. Yeah. Why? i find a stat on LinkedIn why you're telling these lovely people. Because without a recruitment, without anybody actually, well, if you think, I'm going to walk it back a bit, without recruitment, yeah. you won't have any people in those departments to direct. Absolutely not. So why on earth have you not got anybody directing recruitment which should come before any of those? Because what has a HR person got to do without people in the business? What well, has an ops director got to do if yeah. there's no one delivering the operations of the business? It's, it's actually insane when you think about it like that. No one is planning. No one is being strategic. No one is being... Um, positive, proactive, and optimistic about workforce planning. HR might do a little bit of it with some of the line managers, but no one is actually responsible for it. If you're not an internal recruiter, then no one person in most businesses... Is responsible for recruitment. And then what happens then? It's absolute carnage. Chaos, carnage. It's horrendous.
1: Nothing gets organised. When people want to recruit, they feel stressed and pissed off. They want to pull their hair out. They're like, oh, we've got to recruit again. It's no one's job, so who's going to do it? And because it's no one's job, the people who it ends up landing with aren't necessarily skilled enough to be able to
0: do that. And because they don't do it necessarily frequently enough, they don't improve their skills because they just do it here and then in six months' time, they might need to grow, someone might leave and they do it again. So they're not... They're not brushing up on their interview skills or their onboarding or how to um, woo the candidate and sell the company. It's just not getting any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, if you're that
1: person who's recruiting once every six months, why would you put a process in place? You could be an office manager. You could be an ops director. You're not going to be like, ooh, I know what we need to do. We need to put a, a recruitment process in place so that next time we recruit, it's much easier. Your brain isn't going to go down that rabbit hole because why would you have your day job? You're probably overutilized in what you're doing probably one of the reasons that you need to recruit is because you've got stress in the team and you you, you need you need extra bodies so you're not going to be in that sort of process driven mindset that actually will really really help recruitment be much more peaceful going forward
0: yeah and and no one's le- um, moving with the times either so if you only if you last recruited a year ago um, and it you know you whacked out an indeed advert and you were really successful and you hired someone if you did that now, you would not get the same results because the market is so different. Yes. And you'd be like, oh, wow. Um, oh, I don't know what to do. And well, what do you do? And the what only do al- you do? Yeah. If he, other people in the business might be in the same position as you, the only real alternative is to go and get external support. But then everyone has a bad um, stereotypical um Perception it, yeah of yeah. recruiters and, and think it's expenses and there's no value, there's lack of transparency, they're aggressive and they don't listen. And all these lovely things that come up when you Google recruit- recruiters are and so they, they might be reluctant to go, and then the vacancy doesn't get filled for a long time, yeah. and then your current team are overloaded, burnout happens, they're off sick, mentally unwell, they leave because too much is expected of them, and then you're in an even worse position. You are.
1: The knock-on effect of not prioritizing everything that comes with recruitment, because recruitment is way more than just filling vacancies. And the sooner we can get people to understand that filling vacancies is a small section of recruitment as a whole, then I feel like we'll be able to educate people on the the sort of 80% of the other stuff that goes into it. Because recruitment never stops. Now, as we sung at the beginning, it actually does never stop. Even if you're a a tiny, um, really small, micro-sized business and you only recruit once a year... you will still need to think about recruitment each month because that person could leave, you want to retain them, you want to make sure that when you do have to recruit that you've got really strong job specs that you can turn them into adverts, that you know where to advertise, that you are educated and you understand how to interview someone successfully, that you put your best person forward to interview, that then once you've got someone in in your business who you think, actually, we want to hire them, you know how to offer with impact and then you know how to onboard them like a boss so that they feel welcomed and loved, and then you know how to induct them. There's all these other things. That is recruitment. So, And it, it does cross over a lot with HR, but a lot of HR directors and managers and advisors are having to deal with the reactive crap that happens. So, again, they might not necessarily because the have the stuff the recruitment processes in place. weren't well yeah. enough, so
0: that everything is going wrong, Yeah. which is why HR can only be reactive. Yeah, because I had a conversation with someone yesterday, and... Um, She
1: almost is a recruiter. She's a HR advisor. She's been to university. She's got a HR degree. And she spends most of her time dealing with the 10 recruitment agencies that she... That she literally, because, and I said, why are you, why are you working with so many? And it's, we need the jobs filling. And there's this and this is the stuff where me and Laura want to pull our hair out because it's this misconception that we need to work. The more recruitment agencies
0: that we work with. The faster it'll be filled. The faster it'll be filled. No. It doesn't multiply recruitment agencies doesn't do what? It doesn't multiply the output because it doesn't suddenly multiply how many people are available to work. And I'm not looking at for and a And I understand this. <laughs> It just means if you got one email from all of those agencies a day and then they're all sending you CVs, there will be duplicates because they're all, quality gets chucked out the window because they're pitted against each other. And the only thing that's important is time and being first because they only get paid, only one of those 10 agencies will get paid. And it's the one that delivers the candidate that you like to you the fastest. Yeah. And you'll get a load of other candidates that aren't right because they've not got time to make sure they're right for you because they're in this race with all the others... And <clears> it's just that
1: it's just not nice, is it? And a lot of the time, it might not even be that they're scrimping on quality. It's that they're obviously fishing from the same pond because you've got a requirement that is in a location, that is in a salary bracket, that does require a certain set of skills and behaviour, and um, that wants to come and work for you. So of course, these recruiters are going to put that into their filter system when they're headhunting or when they're putting adverts out. So if if you're, it's what we used to call it ring fencing, didn't we? Why oh don't you God, try yeah. and explain what ring fencing is because that is a a hugely recruitment related term that I don't think used anywhere else but I feel like if we said that to one of our clients they wouldn't have a clue what it means but actually it's really detrimental to your business
0: yeah so ring fence is when you've got a good candidate and you send it to your client with your terms attached and you may not have even spoken to this candidate yet, but you that's it, you've cordoned them off, you were there first, and then, and then you go and speak to the candidate. Or you may not even properly have the job on, but you try and send a CV with terms, even though the client hasn't actually asked you to work on the vacancy. Mm. But because the clients are not fully up to speed with the goings-on in the recruitment world, the naughty goings-on in the recruitment world. They, even though they've not asked you to send that CV, because you sent it in attached terms, they still, some of them still believe they are bound by those and terms. And they're not. And you're not because if not, they have not asked you to do the work. If, if There's no consent. If is that? that would work, they could literally send you their entire database with terms attached. And if you hide any b- one of those thousands of candidates, you get yeah, a fee. Yeah. So that's why it doesn't make sense. But some clients are really worried because they don't want to be taken to court by agencies because they will take you to court if you take a, um, a CV that they've sent you and if you take them on yourself and don't pay them they will take you to court yeah. and so com- com- and they will threaten that even though they know they've not got a leg to stand on and companies and business people are scared and yeah. so they come form when they don't need to but Absolutely. I feel like this is a different podcast it all by itself. It is a different itself. podcast.
1: We're going to we are going to do cuz the last thing we want to do and we are not here to hate on our industry. Uh, me and Laura have both spent time in agencies. Um some you know some of them weren't really good um and some of them were all right. Ultimately people do 90 Five percent of people are trying their best, aren't they? I mean, this is not, not statistics no yeah, oh, behind this but they are people. trying definitely it's not. The
0: model and almost the way that clients are now expecting to work, so that it's okay apparently to ask ten people to do a piece of work for you. Why is it and, and only then, pay one and of And them. you only pay one of them. And the rest the night the rest the others might have spent four weeks on it yeah. and they don't get paid. But I'm like, oh, but it's okay. Am I like, not not okay What other it? industry does that work? And then, then, because they're all pitted against each other, that's when the quality goes out the window. Not because they're bad people and they want to do a rubbish job, but because they want to be paid for the work that they've done. And, and why is that bad? Yeah, it's
1: not bad at all. And and just to go back to ring fencing, because we are going to do a podcast on agency truce, and and that isn't to slag off our recruiters. It's because it, when, if you would work with us in a recruitment director way, we will educate you on how to deal with the agencies if it's. So Something that you still want to do because obviously you can still do that. We can fill your vacancies as well as do doing the recruitment director stuff for you. But ultimately, if you did want to, st- if you liked working with the agencies, I do feel like people need to be educated on how to do that. But another reason why you need to be really careful of ring fencing. So if you've not told an agent to work on your role, but they have a candidate who's absolutely shits hot and perfect for your role, but you don't look at that CV because you've not asked them to work on it. When other agencies that you might be working with, you might have terms agreed with come across this candidate that candidate thinks they've already been sent to you yeah so and they actually no. haven't they'll say no um, and so and even if they do send it because that other person has sent you that that candidate with the terms attached you could get yourself in trouble so it's uh, for me it's just like tr- find one if i can give you some advice if you still want to do it just find one that you like and trust and build a relationship with them because the more you trust them and let them into your business then you will end up with with Similar results, yeah. but you've got to prioritise them. And when we hear about, and um, there's a guy who's looking for engineers at the moment in the south, and he's like, Oh, yeah, we've managed to get an agency who are going to give us engineers for 1500 quid per person. <laughs> and I'm like, Why? I was like, Do you actually understand the work that goes into that? I was like, Because engineers aren't applying for jobs. You have they to. They are and unicorns find them. at the moment, engineers. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, Why? I don't and I know fifteen hundred pounds is a lot of money, but ultimately when you put it even just to time alone, not resources like job boards and, and recruiter and LinkedIn and everything are so expensive to but One,
0: one license of recruit LinkedIn recruiter costs five hundred pounds a month. Exactly, that's insane. And that's where a lot of the talent is lying. But then you're still at the mercy of who's
1: gonna come back. And if you've promised to fill the vacancy like me and Laura and Fresh do, then you've obviously got to spend a lot of time and money on, on, on basically getting these candidates over the line so if you're that client who is going right well I only want to pay you 10%, 5%, 1500 quid then fine, but ultimately you are going to be pissed off at recruiters because they're not going to be able to deliver because there are other people who appreciate their time more
0: than you do. And respect so and respect them and value their yeah. work. Um, and then, so always u- use one, do your research, check reviews, ask for case studies. You can always ask someone if they, if they can speak to an existing client. We've done that before where we've asked the client if it's okay if we give their number out and they've had a conversation and put someone's mind at rest. So do your research, find a good one that does what you need build a relationship trust them and it will be good and we can help you with that as recruitment directors that is one of the things we can do we can help simplify your preferred supplier list of agencies we've done that before we get them in we interview them we negotiate terms for you and create a very very small list of suppliers and we wouldn't recommend you go out to all three at once try one give them exclusivity for a period of time and if they deliver amazing if they don't go to somebody else but don't use them all at once no definitely Um, not but yeah, we we, we- we will help with your recruitment pain points we'll create a kick ass process we're doing that with a client recently and then we've created individual process for parts of it so you've got an overall strategy for recruiting internally um, recruiting yourself and then obviously if that doesn't work then going externally to a partner, obviously we would love it to be fresh but it doesn't have to be for the recruitment director services and then I've created processes for onboarding, offers, interviewing reviewing CVs, writing job descriptions creating um, a high in checklist that needs to be completed first to see to establish whether there's a real need to hire. Yeah, yeah. So it brings all your line managers. In line, they're all following this checklist that you have to approve. If you're HR or the owner of the business, then they can go out. But they have a, a pretty workflow that's easy to understand. They have a recruitment folder with all the documentation, all the processes, all the templates. So literally, someone off the street could come in and recruit They'd for be you. Able to do it successfully.
1: Yeah. The only Absolutely. thing they can't,
0: they wouldn't be able to do is sell your business in an interview because yeah. they don't know anything about it. Yeah. And that is the only thing that they won't be able to do. So it's like a dummy's guide. Don't take any offense to that. To recruitment, not, you're, not, you're not necessarily doing
1: this. So what Laura's saying, I mean, it sounds like she's saying a lot and, and she is actually saying a lot. But ultimately, if you've got someone in your corner who's got your back, who wants to support you from a recruitment, growth, retention, organization, process point of view, think how that might make you feel. So it's Laura who's got a B2C client at the moment and the, re- the really big B2C client, and um, they've not got any sort of organization with. Equipment whatsoever so Laura's parachuted into Woo. their business like this is Laura's term and it does make a lot of sense and, and we were talking yesterday about how the HR director feels as a result of having Laura in her corner and she's just saying like all the wonderful describing words that make me and Laura feel so warm and fuzzy she's excited, she feels supported, she feels relieved, all this kind of stuff because now she's like oh my god I finally have control of recruitment in my business. And yes. time back. Yeah, and she, so she can do the shit that she wants to do because she is not a recruitment director. She is a HR so director. So she's working
0: on the learning and development strategy. She's going to do a CIPD yeah. level seven. She's looking at training all her hiring managers. Um, she's updating her, the policies in the business. She's doing all the strategic stuff that she really loves to do. Hasn't had a chance to do because she's been stressed out keeping her hiring managers in line and trying to sort out recruitment. Yeah. We know one of the recruitment directors, actually, they're a friend of Fresh to be fair and at the moment I'm like why are they
1: not coming to us for the recruitment and it's because the recruitment the head of people the recruitment director does it all herself and and she's amazing but she is literally here there and everywhere she um you know she's up in Scotland she's down in London she's literally over in an Ireland and I'm like how are you recruiting like she's got like several of she could sleep. have five vacancies and she's got she's a mom she's got two she's got two kids and a busy home life as well. And I'm like, how are you doing this? But the only way she can do it is by sacrificing and compromising the stuff that would be more HR focused. So if you asked her to sort of lay down her day, but ultimately, if she's not thinking about that, she's not thinking, oh, I'm because she's just being reactive. Because I think you are reactive until someone tells you, oi. Stop being and it's same with me and Laura. Me it's and Laura just so are constantly it in it. reactive in our yeah. business. You know, we we're um, we're doing some coaching at the moment, and that time we do it in three hour blocks. Which in my head before it, I'm like, oh my god, I've got three hours. Like, what else could I be doing in this time? It's it's too much commitment for me, and um, blah blah blah. But then, when we're in there, it gets me and Laura can get passionate, we can get creative, we can do the stuff that we never get a chance to do together. And we can think about all the proactive shit that we need to be doing on our business. And that is what being a recruitment director can do for you. And as you can tell, we're just a tiny bit passionate about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. We're so passionate about this because this is just something that if. What we were saying the other day, if you did the stuff that we told you to do outside of filling vacancies, then your vacancies would get filled faster and you would feel mint as a result. And we just need to get in front of more people because we genuinely believe that we can help our industry like this. It's not just recruitment. It's the industry that recruitment is suitable for, which are...
0: All of them. And 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 the the bottom line will be impacted because you'll actually spend less on recruitment because you won't be using agencies or Fresh to do it for you because you've got an amazing process. Your people in your existing business will do it for you and help you. Um, and you'll be looking after people so they'll be leaving less and looking after and retaining your existing team costs less than it does to hire someone new and train them so you'll be saving money left right and center if so if that's what you cared about rather than feeling good then we can still we can still help
1: get in touch with us well we need to go
0: because we could talk to you all day about this but you know you've got stuff to do and so have we yes see you in a bit see you later Bye. bye thanks Thanks for listening to to a fresh fresh perspective on business podcast Podcast. please make sure you subscribe to us and don't forget to follow us and leave us a five-star rating or review you can also find us on youtube tiktok facebook instagram and linkedin god we are everywhere and our website
1: address is www.fp-resourcing.co.uk and that's a wrap Bye. bye